Welcome to Widow's Might Because Life Happens, podcast number five. My name is Vittoria, and I'm hoping to shed some light on the territory awaiting the unsuspecting or even the prepared victim of widowhood. In these podcasts, I find myself bearing the soul that centers on grieving and bemoaning the tragedy of a lost beloved spouse. And I say beloved because if your spouse wasn't the love of your life or the person you plan to spend all the days of your earthly journey with, then this process may not be half as difficult. However, if you didn't imagine your life walking alone into the dark forests of the night or the difficult paths of the day, this entire circumstance will have taken you to a place you never expected or wanted to go. On the day of your wedding, for instance, Nobody will have ever dared say to you, make sure you make plans in case something happens to steal one of you away from the other. Even on the worst of days when you weren't getting along and you didn't like each other much, you didn't allow your thoughts to travel into that sphere where you began planning life without one another. I recently heard someone say that divorce is much like death. I consider that statement true for the person who is truly in love. Of course, when I say truly in love, I don't mean that some life is untrue. Although I came to the awareness early in my marriage that love is not so much an emotion as it is a choice. We have the power to turn that switch on and off if and when our focus has turned elsewhere. I came to the realization that for all of those times when my mind was turned inward, my desires, my hopes, my plans, my thoughts were centered on pleasing myself and not the partner with which I had promised to make those plans, that I became more unhappy and began a process of, blo- <laughs> a process of blaming, blaming him for the things that I didn't do, for the things that he didn't do, the things I couldn't do, the things he wouldn't do, and back and forth, and it caused a lot of issues between us. I realized at some point, and I'm pretty sure that I wish it was sooner, that if I just remembered that we were a team, that we had taken the plunge and decided to navigate the challenges of life not alone, but with one another, at our sides, watching each other's back, filling the gap where the one could or couldn't. And if we did that, life ran more smoothly and circumstances usually panned out in a manifestation that was palatable, if not absolutely pleasurable for both of us. So, All of a sudden, you're alone, and now you have no one to bounce your decisions off of. And you thought, when you were married and you were having those bad days, that you couldn't wait for the day, when you could just decide you were going to do something, and bam, you did it. That isn't the case, for the most part. I mean, there may be individuals on this earth who do that, who just run blind into whatever decision they make and they're not considering the consequences or perhaps they consider they have whatever it takes to maneuver around the circumstance when it 
suddenly slaps them in the face. But for most of us, we don't just jump into this or that decision. We usually try to meditate on the next step. And for many of us, that meditation includes trying to figure out some of the ways things might go, some of the directions that it might lead. Now, actually making that a reality is not often possible. But the fact that we have that opportunity to bounce ideas off of each other when we have a spouse is so wonderful in that that spouse can come back and say, hey, but did you consider this? And well, maybe that's not going to work because of, or hey, yeah, I've always wanted to do that too, but you know, maybe we could do it this way, or maybe we should add this delightful factor to the entire scenario. And what a joy, what a joy it would be, and what a joy it was when those opportunities arose and we took full advantage of them. I think that as I look back, I see all of the times that I've frustrated our marriage, not my spouse so much as our marriage. I often expected things from him that, not that he wasn't willing to give, but perhaps um, the best way of saying it is that he couldn't. It was not within his capacity, it was not within his mindset his skill set to provide or to create or to engage in whatever it was that I had come up with. I must admit my imagination often ran wild and thinking of things was not hard for me to do. Putting those things into fruition usually became the reality when we did it together. I look back and I just see so many areas of my life where things could have been done differently and the result, the end result would have been a whole other page in the chapter. And at times there are those wishes that I could go back and fix it or change it. Of course that's not possible now. But for all of the times that I drove my husband crazy. I hope that equally I balanced it out with those moments of joy where unexpectedly I told him how amazing he was, how much I loved every part of who he was and how he was. And even when I gave him a hard time, I loved that he didn't just bow down to me and just do anything and everything I asked. He wasn't jello, he was a man. And I appreciate that more now, although I did really appreciate it then. And um, so now I'm in the next phase. He's not here. And now I am alone and I get to make these decisions and find these areas of life that I thought I couldn't live without are not that important to me anymore. It's funny how our perspective changes when our circumstances change. It's funny how the things we yearn after change when we've lost something or 
the irretrievable occurs. So I look back now and I say, how can I help someone else? How can I give someone a bit of a, a bit of a base to park on from where they can maybe learn how to shake off the dust and roll with the punches and maybe gather themselves together and meet the new challenges face-to-face without any fear, without the trepidation of the unknown. And my answer is simple. I don't know what I would do if I didn't have faith in God. I would be in a terrible state right now. Probably that state would have initiated when my firstborn died in 2015. I think I would have recoiled into myself and possibly not have found a way out. I've met many women who've lost their children and I see and hear in their voices the loss of themselves as their grief surmounts their sense of reality and they turn the room of that child into a shrine and they inject that person to every circumstance that they find themselves in, every event that they want to be part of or dare to be part of. There's a sense of, there's a sense of, um, I'll call it guilt that comes with living beyond the life of the person that we love. I didn't feel that sense of guilt with my parents passing. And I didn't even feel that sense of loss when my sister passed away. But I find that when my daughter passed away, there were things I didn't want to do even before she passed away, as sick as she was, that she couldn't do. And so I chose to stop doing so she wouldn't feel bad having to hear me talk about it. And um, now there are things I, I don't want to face, things I don't want to do, things I don't feel that I can confront, ideas and precepts that were something we both looked forward to in the later stages of our lives that now I I feel as though I don't have a right to grab on and enjoy alone. I don't know if that's a symptom of grief or a side effect of it. What I do know is that it's not something sustainable. It will ultimately crush the soul of the person I'm meant to be. And I don't believe that my life was simply significant when my husband was alive, although he gave extra significance to it on a daily basis, making me feel as though his world revolved around me and how right that was, I don't know. But I guess I reciprocated in that there were many times I made him feel that my world revolved around him as well. And and that's probably balanced and it's healthy in a marriage. 
We need one another. We roll with one another. We can easily find the strength to rise up when one of us falls, if there's a hand reaching out to lift the other up. You know, the Bible teaches that God is the husband to the widow and the father to the orphan. And I have tried over these last months to latch on to that precept. And while I love the Lord my God with every fiber of my being, I can't say that the lack of physical embrace, the lack of interaction is something that I am finding easily endurable, if that's a good way to phrase it. I'm sad when I can't share the things that mean the most to me with someone that I know it will mean equally to. And it breaks my heart when I find myself alone and floundering and there's no one I can reach out to for help or ask for camaraderie because they don't owe it to me and they've got their lives. And mine, mine is a shadow in the background of theirs, for them, that is. And, and that's not to say that they're being mean to me or rude or unfeeling. I consider it's part of the process of life where, for instance, our children move on and they find their other half and they make every endeavor to connect in ways that are healthy and strong. And this debilitation is only something that occurs because where that once existed, it does not exist any longer. So what's a person to do? I don't want to wallow in grief. I don't want to wallow in sorrow. I, I loved my husband with everything that I have. And there's a part of me that doesn't know. If you have any answers for me, I would be truly appreciative if you would email me emtee5578 at gmail.com. That's mt5578 at gmail.com. I would love to hear your version or your perspective on this aspect of widowhood. Because life continues and that's a harsh reality but it is reality so at some point we have to embrace it and work with it walk with it allow that aspect to bring us out of our reverie and out of our complacency and lethargy whatever it is that we're experiencing 
Maybe you can help me figure this one out. So for today, I leave you with the thought that today is the present and you need to embrace it as a gift. A gift that is missing some of the ribbons and bows, but a present that is capable of bringing something new into our world. However, we have to be willing and ready to accept whatever that might be. I'm praying God will help me figure that out or find it. But in the meantime, as I've said, if you have a perspective on that, feel free to email me and share. I would love that. For now, this is Widow's Might, because life happens. My name is Victoria, and I bid you farewell. Thank you.